0: If you're the messenger of good news, this is the Midday Moments program. I'm your host, Gary Duncan. It's time now for a moment on the lighter side. And this afternoon, we welcome back uh, author and scholar, Reformation leader Martin Luther, as we continue to discuss his sermon on the Gospel of John. Good afternoon. Presented for your reading pleasure in volume 24 of
1: Luther's work, available wherever Concordia Publishing House books are sold. Although, I, I must say, I'm, I'm a little bit disgusted
0: at that. Uh, you know, you ended last week's program with an advertisement too, but Luther, I understand you were hoping your sermon of the Gospel of John would be a bestseller again. But as we said, these things do take time. So again, you have to be patient. Oh, oh, it's, it's not that I'm. I'm beginning to realize
1: my works may never be bestsellers again, and and judging from what it takes to be a bestseller today, it's probably better that way. <laughs> Uh, No, I'm just disgusted at the support of my own publisher. What do you mean, Luther? Well, I just found out Concordia Publishing House is doing a big sale on the works of Martin Chemnitz. Do you think they would promote me like that? No, thank you, (laughs) ma'am.
0: Well, you know, you must admit, uh, Chemnitz's works probably could use a little more promotion than yours. I mean, most people don't even know who he is, and I'm having trouble even saying his name. So (laughs) I I have no trouble saying yours, Luther. (laughs) That's true. And, and, you
1: know, it it is a shame. uh, Chemnitz does have some good things to say, although he is a little bit dry.
0: (laughs) Luther, you know, maybe you need to quit worrying about writing a bestseller and just focus on what you do well, which is preach the gospel.
1: I I suppose you're right, Mr. Duncan. I I mean, I never worried about my popular recognition in my earlier years. I, I did just what you said. I preached the word of God and let the Holy Spirit take it from there.
0: And now's your chance to do exactly that. Let's continue with the three surprising things God does to people on the basis of the Gospel of John, chapter 15.
1: Specifically, remember, people who have not kept his
0: one commandment to love one another. The first thing you told us was, despite the fact that we have failed to keep that commandment, God assures us that we are all still his chosen ones. Just what he says in John
1: 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you.
0: Secondly, uh, you say God calls us friends.
1: Yes, as is stated in John 15, verse 15. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that have heard from my father I have made known to you.
0: But you said there was a third thing God has done for us sinners.
1: Yes, I did. And to continue to move backwards in the text, we now need to read John 15, verse 13.
0: Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Not only
1: is that the greatest love one can show to a friend, it is the greatest love Jesus showed for us as he laid down his life for us on the cross.
0: And as the Apostle Paul put it in Romans 5, for one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us.
1: Of the three things God has done for us, I think this is the most important. There are times when we don't feel like Jesus is our friend. When we have problems and ordeals, we may wonder about Jesus' friendship. But when we look to the cross, we are reminded of the great love our friend had and still has for us.
0: Jesus was very honest with us, Luther. He he said, in this world you will have troubles. And again, he told us we would have to take up our crosses. But
1: he also promised he would overcome the world and its troubles. Uh, Furthermore, Jesus assured us, we would share in his glory if we share in his sufferings. His friendship is established not by what we experience in our daily lives, but by what he has done for us on the cross. Additionally, this, this laying down of his life is an important part of his statement that he chose us, and we didn't choose him.
0: How does his cross fit in with his choice of us?
1: Well, well, don't you see, that's why he chose us. It wasn't because we were so deserving of his choice, but rather he chose us purely because he loved us,
0: loved us enough to die for us. And as you wrote in one of your bestsellers, purely out of divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me.
1: Actually, I was talking about God the Father there, but the point does hold true as well. Uh, the Father and Son, after all, are one. What goes for the Father always
0: also goes for the Son. Maybe what I should have said was Jesus has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. Well said. Actually, that's what you said in the second article of the Creed in your small catechism.
1: Yeah, I I know. That's why I said, well said. (laughs) 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 Although truly, what's well said is is not what I wrote, but what the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle John to write. In all the things that I've written, none can compare with that simple verse. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And don't you see, all this brings us back to the one simple commandment God has given us.
0: You mean the commandment to love one another?
1: That I do. A commandment we could not keep on our own, but as we come to know that God has chosen us, that God calls us his friends, that God has laid down his life for us, how can we not, (laughs) Though, though in weakness, love one another? As the
0: Bible says, we love because he first loved us.
1: In this word about Jesus laying down his life, we have all we need, his love for us and the power to love one another. Our discussion could end right here. For what more can we say?
0: Yeah, well, it could end right here, but that would kind of leave me with five minutes of dead air time and on the radio, that's no good.
1: Oh, well, well, then then there is one more thing we should say. (laughs) Would you go back to where we started? Back to John 15, verse
0: 16. Okay. You do not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you.
1: I would like to make one final comment then on this passage, particularly on the subject of prayer. As we said last week, Jesus calls us friends.
0: Unfortunately, as Christians, much of what we do, we do as slaves, (laughs) And as you said, we go to church, we make our offerings, we do our religious duty as an obligation.
1: But instead, we should do such things as friends, willingly, because of the promise our friend Jesus has made to us. A case in point is prayer. I think many times we pray simply as our our, our duty. Uh, We pray at meals, morning time, bedtime, and at church, because it's uh, part of our routine, Well, you're not saying it's bad
0: we do those things.
1: Oh, not at all. But let's not do them just as a routine, like like a slave. But let's do them believing in the wonderful
0: promise our friend has made to us. That promise that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. I think I may
1: make a theologian out of you yet, Mr. Duncan.
0: (laughs) Uh, We'll see. But you know, the problem with the promises and especially that one is often the father does not answer our prayers
1: which exactly is why we gather as the friends of jesus in church every week so that jesus and the father can can kind of explain their plans to us by the power of the holy spirit they will they will explain maybe why they haven't answered our prayers just yet
0: and why haven't they
1: well i that that depends on the person and the prayer as we gather with Jesus as friends we may discover we just need to be patient he will answer our prayer only our prayer involves say the changing of someone's heart now, now god can do that but you, you to change the heart of a man that that takes time For example, he he may have struck down the Apostle Paul in a moment as Paul traveled towards Damascus, But, but it was many years before God could use Paul as his great missionary to the Gentiles. Maybe as we gather as friends, God will give us patience to wait for our prayer to be answered.
0: And are there any other reasons that God wouldn't answer our prayers? Well, yes.
1: As we hear the word of our friend, (laughs) we may learn that our prayer is just foolish. It seemed good enough to us, but when we come to realize what we asked for was really a breaking of that one commandment we've been talking about, love one another.
0: I, I hate to admit this, Luther, but I suspect that a lot of my prayers are more about loving me than loving one another.
1: Of course, as we hear the word of God, we might find out one more surprising thing.
0: And what is that, Luther?
1: that God has already answered our prayer. Maybe not just in the way we asked, but the central point of our prayer, that the heart of our desire maybe has already been given us. For you see, we, we pray for many things, but the most important thing we need is the simple knowledge that God loves us, that our sins are forgiven, and that in the end all will work for our good. These are the things God certainly gives us any time we gather as his friends to hear his word.
0: They are certainly the things he gives us when we remember our baptism and when we partake in his supper. Luther, I'm, I'm sorry we couldn't make you on the bestseller list of authors, but I think you've done something even better. You've given us the gospel. Good point.
1: Only if more best-selling authors were doing that today. You know, as always, it's been a joy to talk with you, Gary. I look forward to when we can converse again.
0: I do, too. Thanks so much for being on the program today. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at kfuo.org, AM 850 in the St. Louis region.